0: Hello, welcome back to Two Dates One Mic. I am Chloe, and I'm Kimmy, and this is episode twenty three. I did think it was episode twenty two there, and I had to go and double check, but it is episode twenty three. So, <laughs> yes, episode twenty three. So today's episode, we're gonna be digging a little bit deeper into who we are. So we're kind of going to use a little bit of the format of if we had someone. Sitting across the table from us, like the kind of questions and stuff that we would dig into for them. So hopefully you get to know us a little bit better. So we'll just um, yeah tell you a little bit more about ourselves.
1: So do you watch that with a joke? Your yep, can go for it. Okay, so did you know the first French fries weren't cooked in France? They, Where were they cooked? They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Good one that was so bad yeah that was getting just as bad as mine actually mm-hmm. we really need to up our joke game I feel like I had a strong joke game and then you told me to rein it in because they were too crude No,
0: nah, you can still use them if you want I just cringe a little bit and remember some of our listeners like our parents yeah, but they're not that crude
1: <laughs> that's a rude joke mm,
0: fair Um. but yeah good one liked it Um. ok so do you want to go first and tell us uh, about you is that
1: just a broad about question? <laughs> no. Who are you?
0: Tell us about Kimberly Dick. So okay. tell us about little Kimberly Dick. Little Kimberly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> little, little little Kimmy
1: Dick. <laughs> little Your Kimmy pals call you that, don't they? Wee Kimmy Dick. Wee Kimmy Dick. <laughs> um. So Wee Kimmy Dick was born in 1992. <laughs> go back to that <laughs> little. <coughs> um, 1992. <laughs> yeah. so I was uh, born in the 26th of October 1992. Which, Stone ages. Yep, very much so. Horse and cart ages and I grew up in the same street that mum and dad still live in today. So I grew up on a little street called Belgrave Avenue in Shortleys. Think what you may of that. Um, but I had a pretty great upbringing in terms of just the, the street that I grew up on. I had lots of friends and we all kind of grew up at a similar age so everyone in the street we all grew up together we all played outside together we had great times playing football out in the cul-de-sac we would pull our goal nets out from the back garden and we would all play together and it was just brilliant like we just had such good times like I have fond memories of my childhood and I think a lot of the things that I did back then have helped shape the person that i am today mm-hmm. and i'm very grateful for them like i don't have any regrets any childhood regrets um yes i probably did a couple of things that i'm like oh god maybe i shouldn't have done that um but i think that's just part of life i think that's how you learn like there was things we got up to a bit of mischief and mm-hmm. um doing things that we often uh get into trouble from our parents from but yeah again it's all part of the learning curve when you are a child and i think it does help shape you into the person that you are so i think all the things that i did back then are still things that have kind of still are in my life right now like i still play football mm-hmm. i still enjoy the outdoors i still like going out to play, I- to play. Yeah. <laughs> 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 let's read that <laughs> bad the street <laughs> I likes to go and play <laughs> <laughs> my friends still chat me and say "It's Kimberly coming out to tonight um, out. Um, the I didn't actually street. mean to say that but um, what I mean to say is like a lot of the things that I did back then I still do now going outside to play is not one of them uh, but I do love being outdoors. a big kid being a big kid I still yeah. like I just very much am an outdoors person I don't, I don't understand why on a sunny day you'd want to sit inside and play an xbox or she
0: is play on an
1: ipad like i just don't absolute. i don't get it but i think it is just another generational thing that that's what kids do now but she's
0: an absolute sun worshipper if the sun's out Kimmy's out uh-huh. literally and i would
1: literally chase the sun around the garden oh, or around the pool on holiday pool. like
0: i most of the time when we was sitting in the pool on holiday i didn't even see her because she was like a metre or however long away from me because she was chasing the sun and I was just sitting there quite content reading my book.
1: Aye, so yeah, that's a little bit about little Kimmy. I'm just an only child as well, just to pop that in. Little Kimmy Dick. um I'm just one. You got one... a brother like two years ago though. Yeah, for brother. <laughs> um, but I don't have any human siblings. Um, it's just me and mum and dad and now Bowie. Yeah. So I just grew up and it was just the three of us. We we're pretty close-knit. Yeah. Because it was just the three of us. I was, yeah, very fortunate child, had a very good upbringing. Um, I think I pay a lot of that and to my mum and dad, not all of that to my mum and dad. Uh, I was never spoiled, but I was well looked after. So I wasn't mm-hmm. spoiled to the point where, you know, you some kids are there. I wasn't a brat. But I was very appreciative of everything that I was given. I yeah. didn't want for anything. Um, and yeah, we had great times. Great holidays, great caravan holidays, great sunshine holidays, just lots of great garden parties. My dad used to have, like, a World Cup party every time the World Cup was on and we just, yeah, we just yeah. have fond memories of of those younger years, yeah. yeah, even though they seem like a lifetime ago now. I yeah, you know, because you're old, eh? yeah Yep. Mine was,
0: um, mine's kind of pretty similar, like, my mum and dad still stay in the street that I was brought up in, same with Amy, like, we both lived in the exact same street, like, all our lives, basically, until I moved in. With you, um, so it's my mum, my dad, and my sister who is seven years older than I am. Um, people sometimes when they hear the seven like years, they're like, "Oh, she's so he's not that close then." But I actually think like, grown up, obviously, i probably did like piss her off a bit in that, and like there was probably times when I was like a bit young and she was at the teenage stage and stuff. But now I'm like, we're like best pals. Like the age doesn't yeah. genuinely make a difference whatsoever. So. Um, yeah, it's not a big deal that people make it out to be. But um yeah, so four of us, um to we for dogs since I was like thirteen. Um now just the one, so Gem and Emmy, um that's our little sisters who are probably my dad's more favourites than what I am. Absolutely, (laughs) the yappiest sisters
1: you could ever have. The yappiest
0: sisters, yeah. Um, But yeah, our street was the same, like, we would always have, like, um, street parties and stuff, like, we would always have, like, um, stuff in the front grass, like, we'd be playing football, we'd play, like, golf, we'd play, like, rounders, we'd play, we'd get, like, the big water slide and all that out the front grass, like, it was always a really good street and there was like a generation that Amy grew up with of kids and then there was a generation that I grew up with of kids so there was like kids for both of our ages that we would like um, be able to like play about with and stuff but yeah my mum and dad are literally holiday worshippers like they go like five six holidays a year so it's very much how me and Amy have been brought up as well is that we absolutely love going away going abroad like seeing new places going into the sunshine and stuff like that so um yeah we very much value our holidays too but um I was always outside my mum and dad actually called me Taz when I was younger because Amy was just like a wee angel kid like you could sit her in front of the tv and she would not move for hours on end I was always up to something Mm -hmm. I was always in about stuff my mum came through one day and I think I was like two or something and I had climbed like This was, like, floor to ceiling, a glass cabinet, and I'd climbed, like, the very top of it. So they always (laughs) used to call me Taz. I would run about the street in, like, my bare feet. You would always, like, look out the window, and my wee shoes and socks were neatly laid at the side of the grass, and I would just run about my feet. So I still kind of like that. I actually don't really like wearing shoes very much. Like, I do like shoes, but (laughs) see if I'm, like, out the back or, like, on holiday and stuff like that, Mm. I always just kick about, like, just my bare feet, so... I've um, got wee Mowgli feet
1: <laughs>
0: okay, <fucking laughs> wee Tarzan feet, feet. <laughs> um, but yeah kind of similar to yours like we're very close knit that family still very much are and I, yeah never wanted for it in my life we always got everything we needed World it would 94. always be yeah kicking a ball about or playing some sort of game at mm-hmm. the front door yeah. out in the sunshine have to be called out remember when your mum would stand at the front door and be like Chloe Chloe! Yeah. And that would be that you're, you're like running in, right? I need to go. That's me in. Or if you were having your dinner, you would eat it on the front step just so that your Aye. pals
1: could sit with you. We always had like a <laughs> rule that you weren't allowed, like especially if, and when we were much younger, you weren't allowed past the first park hill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so like the first park hill was like a good enough distance so that if your mum did shout you she could just stand at the front door and you'd be able yeah. to hear her but if you went beyond that and headed towards the second park hill then you could probably find yourself in a bit of trouble especially if she had to come out and actually drag you Aye. in which happened in a couple of occurrences mm-hmm. like she would because I'd be too buzzing about playing outside and yeah. we'd be having the best time she'd be like can I get your dinner and I'm like no don't Sometimes want my dinner
0: Sometimes I'd be so, like, staying outside, I'm going to, like, drop myself in it here, but I would want to stay outside and play so much that I wouldn't even go in, like, for a piece. So I'd literally be busting so much that I'd be running in, like, half dribbling myself because I'd waited so long, aye. like, to the point where it, there was no return. Aye. Like, pants down and it was just... <sighs> flown out. Almost, aye, almost danger area. Sometimes it did. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, we were very much we were very much the same. I was gonna say something there, what was I gonna say? Playing out the French street. Oh, I that's what I was gonna say, so we live in like a crescent, so there's like two like half bits of grass. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was like younger, it was like you could only be on like this side of the street's bit of grass, like so that would be where you would venture out to. <laughs> and then when you got a wee bit older, it was you could go to the other side of the grass as well. Mm-hmm. And then when you got wee bit older, there was like a bit up the hill. They had like a big grassy bit, so it was like you could go up the hill or you could go down the mm-hmm. hill, and there was a wee bit of grass as well. So it was like the checkpoint, yeah. And then when you got like to a certain age as well, like the mill golf course is literally like five minutes away from us so I could then go there Um, but one time like my mum and dad couldn't find me and stuff like that so they actually like had to like come looking for me like down the golf course yeah. and I got like pure dragged in but mm-hmm. I usually stayed at my stations at my, like, stations, my checkpoints oh, yeah. that I was given <laughs> um, but yeah you got it got slightly increased the older you got Oh, you yeah, allowed more privileges. Yeah.
1: I think it was about building up trust with your parents. I think, like, it just showed that if you're willing to listen to, like, instruction, if they were to say, like, for example, for me, like, oh, don't go beyond the park, hill, like, just stay at this bit. If you did that and then they saw that they could build up a wee bit of trust for you and that you, like, you listened, they would then say, right, okay, right, we'll I trust you enough to go to the next bit, like, mm-hmm. without pushing the boundaries too much. So I think, yeah. like, they would allow you that extra li- little bit, a little bit, yeah. as long as you weren't abusing, like, I'll take the piss at them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, definitely. And I did on a couple of occasions, but I, I very, mm. very rarely, yeah. like, misbehaved, do you know what I mean, to the point where I right. was disrespectful. Okay. I
0: think I got grounded for, like, like once, and it was, like, for, like, one hour. Mm. Like, I was an angel child.
1: I think you were more of an angel child than me. Like I, did, I did, my mum tried to ground me a couple of times, but then I just probably ground her down because I was just, like...
0: So annoying. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, get back outside. Yeah. Fair. Um, so what was, like, school and stuff? Like for you then, like going into like school age,
1: primary school, secondary school. Um, primary school was cute, I think. Um, so basically a wee bit of a story. It's quite a funny story that I always tell folks. So because where we grew up in Shortleys, ideally that well, realistically the people in our street should have went to Shortleys primary because it was literally like a two minute walk down the hill when you were at Shortleys mm-hmm. primary. But I went to Shortleys nursery school, and when I was in the nursery class, it was this wee boy. Who cut a girl's earlobe off. You know how when you used to like do cut yeah. like do the cutting, of the paper and stuff? Yeah. God knows how he managed, because they were like the bluntest scissors ever. Like they weren't <laughs> sharp scissors because they were for kids. Or like toddlers kind of thing. Um and he basically cut this girl's earlobe off. So I think like my mum was traumatised for that point that she was like, fucking hell, like there's no way that she's going to primary school there. Because yeah. like, it was just fucking psychotic. <laughs> um anyway, aside from that, like a lot of my cousins went to Kirkstyle, so That's why my mum as well had a wee bit more incentive to be like, right, we'll send her there. HIP was in Rickerton, so it was, you needed to drive to get there. Like, Mm -hmm. we could have walked, but it would attain us, like, fucking 30 to 40 minutes. Like, probably even more than that. Lazy
0: butts. Aye, but every morning (laughs) there and back.
1: Plus it was busy roads and stuff, so we ended up always getting lifts, but I always shared lifts with my cousin Dale or Kerry and Claire and Mm Kirsty in the street. And they lived at 14, Belgrade, and then Dale lived at 21. So we all lived, like, within two minutes each other. So we all went to the same primary school, we all went to cut style. we would all share lifts. Um, so it would be like my mum's turn, then my auntie's turn and then it would be Elaine's turn, who was Kerry, Clearing Kirsty's mum. So yeah, primary school was good. Um, I very much kind of came into my own in primary school, like had lots of wee friends, like some people that I still speak to today, like not necessarily super close with, but still kind of keep in contact with them um, played football, played in the school football team for the primary school played netball, played all the sports like I was obsessed, I was like mm-hmm. sports day captain for my house, like was the football captain um, just loved it, ended up getting I was like football player of the year at primary school, like twice and then also got girl of the year so in primary 7 they would always was do like other a competition, kind of no? fuck off <laughs> there was actually, There was a really good team at primary school so mm. it was tough competition you know it wasn't like playing with the blind <laughs> um, but so I um, got ended up getting girl of the year which was great it was a bit like a kind of mini ducks award so there was always like a boy and girl of the year mm-hmm. in every primary seven class um, and actually funny story the boy that I got the boy that got boy of the year and I get girl of the year we got prom king and queen in six year of secondary school as well so it was really bizarre because like we weren't like close friends or anything like that but, Yeah. My mum always finds it hilarious because she was like you both got that same thing at primary school and then you were probably. That was crazy, it? So, yeah. Um, in the stars. So primary school was good and then on to secondary school. Went to Kumalik Academy. Great again, loved it. I actually um, was a geek at the school so I really loved the school. I was in one of these wains that I absolutely hated school, would kick mm-hmm. and scream. I would be buzzing to go to the school. <laughs> actually when I left, like it was like almost like a wee part of you was missing because it was just this, it, despite it being obviously an education, it was like the social side of it. Mm-hmm. Like I love just going in the yeah, morning you your meeting your pals, then you would have break, then you would have lunch break and just even like hanging about the weekends and then hanging about in the weeknights after school. Like I just had a really good friend circle mm-hmm. at school as well and I, again, don't have any regrets don't ever look back and think could have done that differently. Yeah. I just yeah, I think everything I did do Again, probably helped me to get to where I am now, and yeah, I, yeah I've I absolutely loved it. Like school was super fun. I don't get kids that don't like school. I just think it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> for some kids, oh, it is a bit different. Like, yeah, I think so. If you're getting like bullying stuff, then it might be not as fun. But and if you're
1: not the most academic as well, like I yeah, get that. yeah, that I has an impact too. Some kids don't really think for learning. Like they don't have a passion for learning, and it's not even just learning. It's like learning because it's all through paper and. Mm-hmm. academics like it's not like a lot of physical learning mm-hmm. like in working with your hands like there is some subjects like that but not a lot yeah. i think it's encouraged more to be smart on people than it is to be yeah. smart with your hands and good with your hands so i think it puts a lot of kids off as well if you're not naturally yeah it does need to maybe that progress kind of a little bit i was always like very good at school like in terms of oh,
0: behavior and then like academic wise mm-hmm. as well like primary school um was so good. Same for you. Um, I would always be playing football and stuff at uh, break time and lunch time. There was only two like girls like in my probably actually in the school, but in my year especially like they actually played football like me and a girl who also played in my actual football team. Um, and we had to play in the boys team because they didn't have like a girls team. Um, it was the same at secondary school as well. Like they didn't actually have a girls team. They said that we could go and play. Uh, netball or volleyball I think was the options so now like seeing how big like football and stuff is I'm like I'm so glad like most schools have got girls football teams and things like that Um, but yeah we played with the boys Uh, at primary school I was actually in this is like my claim to fame the P7 show of the Wizard of Oz and I was wait for it the scarecrow I took my role very seriously i can believe that and i was very good at it mm. i can see the resemblance i actually still have like the costume and stuff like i was it's just great. gonna say
1: do you even need a costume
0: <laughs> shut up <laughs> dickhead um literally but yeah so that was my claim to fame and primary school and then secondary school did very well again was in the netball team and the handball team like from probably about third year onwards, uh, so always, I basically spent, say like fifth and sixth year, I spent most of my time in the PE department. Because mm-hmm. I did like up to like advanced higher PE, I was like just always there. I um, was just like doing stuff, but I was like good academically as well. Like I, got, I was almost a straight A student, so.
1: Nice
0: to put that in there. Yeah. Nah. Got one B in my advice one B in my hires which yeah, smart. still haunt me to this day. <laughs> no, and um, did very well at school. I think it's just, like, different
1: for every person, isn't
0: it? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I was, like, I probably had a really good memory and I feel like exams are just based 90%. on a lot a lot of memory. Like, obviously maths and stuff, it's, like, working out and things like that, but a lot of it is, like, based on your memory that and is. I had a good one. But um, a lot of people said to me, like, after school and stuff, oh, well, why did you not go and do like be a doctor or be like a lawyer and stuff like based off of my like exam results and that. But um like I will always say to anyone, especially people like coming up, like do something that you actually enjoy and actually feel passionate about. Because mm-hmm. one of my pals went and done like he could have done anything as well when he went and done um his lawyer degree and hated literally every single minute of it. Whereas mm-hmm. I went and done a sports degree and like I loved it. I was great. Like mm-hmm. didn't have any issues with it. Um so, yeah, definitely do something that you enjoy, no matter, like, what people are saying, direction you should go on. It should be about what can you actually take further. what are you I, passionate about, I totally, what do you enjoy. I totally agree with you on that. Um, but, yeah, that was my education. And then, because I had absolutely no idea what to do, I went to uni. Because I didn't know what else to do. So
1: Funny, because you kind of took that route, and then I took a different route mm-hmm. but kind of going back to what you said there like you were very much pressured at school to go and study at university like no one ever said like oh what about an apprenticeship or what about going to college first and then doing like a college route into mm-hmm. university it was always like either make a break like either make the grades to go to university or almost it wasn't like they were saying you were a, you were a failure but it was almost like you've wasted your time at school? I
0: think like now it is better but I think still the education system still needs to like move with the times a bit more like I feel like it's still very much like across the board like this is how we are examining people mm-hmm. Um and not everybody learns like that there's probably maybe like 50% or below probably actually less than that that actually learns in that way and digests information in that way so I think And I don't know what it would be, but that's not my job, but I think they need to come up with a better curriculum so that it's, they can test everyone in a way that's actually relevant to them, like that actually is going to be good for them rather than just a blanket qualification, uh
1: like. I think as well, like a lot of the stuff that you learn, like it's a bit like actually how do you apply it? Because half the things that you actually do at school, right, and I know it's like core subjects and you do maths and English, right, that come into everything that you do in life, right? in some way or other and then depending on what you then go and do like studying a science or whatever it it might be relevant to the job you're doing but see to be honest everything you do at school is just the tick box to get to the next stage it's just a Mm -hmm. checkpoint to see see once you get to university no one gives a fuck what you got at school Mm -hmm. see once you've got that first degree And and then when you go for a job, nobody gives a fuck what you did. I have not used my degree yet.
0: And see, like, I've done four years. I've done a sports degree. I'm in a job that is, like, sports, Mm -hmm. like, central. um, And probably about two pieces of information I've actually used Mm -hmm. from, like, my degree. Like, so, like, a lot of the time it is just
1: a checkbox. Like, move on to the next stage. It is and you like obviously went to uni like we were saying and then i picked the apprenticeship route but i also at that point like i never chose i'm not saying i never chose an apprenticeship was never in the horizon for me like i was always going to go to university Mm -hmm. and then i had my place at uni and when i think about it i was actually going to go and study physics which makes me feel fucking sick thinking about it now um so then like going to do that like and then picking to do an apprenticeship instead like very different to what you did like just a different route but again it just kind of emphasizes that there are other options out there for kids to go and mm-hmm. take that path and there's nothing wrong with that like yeah i have zero regrets of the way that i did it um it's just down to again personal preference and what you want to do but i would strongly recommend kids now that maybe aren't as academic or don't enjoy the subjects or the studying aspect of school and then going on to university to strongly consider looking for an apprenticeship. Yeah, mm-hmm. But
0: you went back and studied though on your job. You did a yeah.
1: year. three years.
0: Uh, three years, sorry, um,
1: while you were working, didn't you? Yeah, and actually doing it that way, I felt better because I think had I went straight from school, I don't think I was mature enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was mature enough to Learn properly and take it in properly. Whereas, like through doing an apprenticeship, I built up a much better learning agility to be able to go back and actually give it my yeah. all. And then I had the incentive of, well, somebody's paying me to do this, my company's paying for me to do this, so yeah. I need to perform here. Yeah, you
0: need to. Whereas, when you don't really
1: have that motivation or that goal behind you, you could just go and fucking.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Half I probably going back now, I would have probably done like a bit better and taken up probably a lot more than mm-hmm. what I did. Um, By the end, up like I was just fed up studying, so I just kind of wanted to like leave it there and just work. But like now, I'm very much like I love learning like mm-hmm. every day, so I just learn in different ways, like podcasts, books, like stuff like that. It's not as a case of like you need to write an essay on X, Y, and Z. Yeah, like of course. So, of course. Um, Going back now, I would have probably have done it like a little bit different, especially in my last year, I was just fed up by that point, to be honest. And then we had a pandemic and then I moved to a and it was all just happening.
1: It was a lot going <laughs> on, to be fair. Like, I was fortunate enough to finish just the year before. The year like, before you, I finished year. summer 2019. You
0: got a graduation.
1: <laughs> and I was extremely grateful because I saw obviously how difficult it was for you and then for other students who were either... Yeah. During their degree, like taking part in it, or mm-hmm. you, like you, you were in your last year where you had like a thesis to write and then you had all a thesis, yeah, <laughs>
0: dissertation, oh, thesis, same thing, thesis,
1: um, very professional. So, you had all that to do and then plus do your exams on like all that kind of stuff yeah. as well. Just wasn't it wasn't ideal for anybody to, yeah. to be honest, but, but we you got that. through,
0: yeah, you did, got a good grade, you did, ended up well, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. All worked out in the end. No regrets. No regrets. Love that. Really well, isn't it? Love that movie. No regrets. Um, But yeah, when uh, I was like growing up and stuff, my sister always said, like, I literally paved the path for you to do whatever you want because she'd, like, she'd shocked my mum and dad. She'd done everything that, like, would have... Shocked them or more that they had to deal with or anything like that. Like and, you didn't and she books. she paved the path for me to then go and do it, and I just never. Like I was yep. just like a shite bag. Wee golden. we golden, we golden boys, aye, we angel you. child. Um. So yeah, I was. I was a bit more subdued. I think you were a bit more mental than me, weren't you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not as
0: mental as but I was somewhere in between. Uh, you were somewhere <laughs> in between. In between that path there. Um, so what, like, jobs have you had since uh, leaving school? My repertoire is hilarious, man. Me? Oh, it's not actually hilarious. Oh God, mine would yes. be funny
1: if I was to, will go through, like, all of them. Right, so, it. Hit with it. Hit
0: with very me. first
1: job, I was 15. Worked uh, cleaning dishes in a wee place called Langholm Farm, which mm-hmm. is in Symington or well, the back road to Symington. Uh Hated it. It was fucking terrible. Um second job. You're still shit at cleaning dishes. Oh I <laughs> honestly look see some of the stuff that were making me clean. Like I genuinely think I was bullied. Like some of the stuff
0: making you clean your job's a at- Dishwasher. I seen the Can't I get any simpler than
1: that. You should have seen the nick of some of these things that were giving me washers. Oh, oh that's just terrible. Oh,
0: you were so hard done by. Really?
1: Hi. <laughs> anyway, next job got a job in the chip bank. Went and Kamalnook. So my friend Ainsley worked in there and her sister Gillian and my friend Chelsea. So ended up getting a job in there. Friend of a friend. Um, that was a good wee job. Liked it. Although that's probably how I ended up at like a house in for a wee while. Cause it like when it got to the break time, it was like Kim versus food. Oh, yeah. And I literally would have everything piled on my plate because you could take your pick of whatever you wanted in the oh, chippy. Yum. So I had like half pizza, sausage, chips, mm-hmm. coleslaw, curry sauce, cheese, anything you could fit in the plate. I basically <laughs> so had it in there, a 20 right minute break. <laughs> um, I was disgusting, think about it now, but good times, good we laugh doing that. Uh, and then I got a job in sixth year at school in Homebase, um, which was was just similar to being cute, just a homeware store. Um, no, I, I don't think everyone knows what home base is <laughs> hopefully
0: hopefully <laughs> <laughs> it's a, home. It's a base is, it's for this. homes and see the chip bank that was a chip shop that sells fish and chips fuck
1: up <laughs> yes basically I worked in home base um, that was a good wee job again part time had loads of great fun in there learnt a lot like working in customer services and things like that dealing with the public was a fucking nightmare um, wouldn't wish yep. that on my worst enemy always is um, and then at that point I was leaving school thought I was going to uni and then ended up interviewing, going for an interview to get an apprenticeship in the paper mill and I actually got the phone call Well, my mum phoned me when I was working in home base and answered the phone and she says the paper mill's just been on the phone to say like you've got a job Mm -hmm. pretty much you have to phone them back so I was like absolutely like elated at that. Um, and then that's You're like, bad well. bitches, I well, love. <laughs> I was going to end up like still working in home base if I went to uni, they were going to give me like part-time hours like whilst I was studying, so they were been really understanding and then it was a bit like, well yeah, I can't do that anymore, so I'll be leaving and that was it. Started in the paper mill in, oh my god, September 2010. Jesus, do you know what age I was then? What? 12. Nice. <laughs> it was thirteen years ago. It's actually really weird thinking about That's when it all started, but it was thirteen years ago yeah. that I was
0: And then from there you went to G S K and you've been there ever
1: since, haven't you? Yep. Yeah. Served my apprenticeship for four years, worked there for about a year. And then look well, ended up seeing a job that I quite liked the sounds of at Beachums, which was just up the road, old oh, G S K, Beachums for other folk that know it. And have worked there ever since. I've done a variety of jobs in there as well. Yeah. Started off on the tools, being an instrument technician, which is my trade. And then moved into engineering contracts management, which was good. Another little string to my bow. And then got whipped up to do uh, an OT security manager role, which is a cyber security engineer. Cyber yeah. And have done that ever since. So
0: Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um okay, mastering of jobs, so That's really funny. My first job. It's not actually that bad to be fair. My my first job was in a chip shop as well. Lasted four weeks. Um it wasn't a very great environment to be in. Like I didn't mind doing the dishes and serving and no, stuff like what that. What was but it that
1: you're in like then?
0: It was just not a very nice environment. See, I, I get the whole dishwashing stuff, I guess worse though in a chip shop 'cause raw see chicken. all the grease and shit on it, raw anything is just ugh. Um and then I actually went next door and got a, shop, a job in the shop next door to the chippy. What a slut. What a traitor. So you jumped straight I, you know. out the chippy and yeah. into Libby's. Literally, yep. Brilliant. Um So I worked in there for a couple of years. It was just like a five-hour shifts. So just like stocking up uh, fridges, um, stuff like that. Just, yeah, keeping everything all tidied and things. Taking stock, handling money, all that kind of thing. Um so that was good. I always get a wee wage pack from in there, You're right? One. A wee brown yeah. wage pack. So I think I got like £50 a week or something like that, right? And when I got my wee wage pack, it was always on a Friday, I would take like £10 out and give it to my dad and he would like save it for me. So it was even fucking class my money back then. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, so had that. And then while I was working in there, I also, while I was like studying a bit, a bit. Um. I got a job at the race course air race course mm-hmm. so I did like hospitality in there so like table service, like serving foods, like serving drinks, stuff like that. Um those were always quite good. They're always quite fun. Like if the races and stuff are on, you'd always get pretty good tips and things. Get um, caught
1: up with those sleazy men.
0: Oh yeah, always. Um so, they just were my type. Maybe nah, nah, the, the old one. The old part, aye. aye. They're old women, aye. Um, so, yeah. So, went from there and then I went for a job with the council. My mum worked with the council. So, I went for an inter- interview there and then I was a home carer for like four years or something. Three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um. The last like one to two years, I moved into being part of the community alert team. So, like a mobile attendant. So we'd respond to like older people if they'd fallen or if they needed any help or anything. They'd press a wee button. We'd go out, um, and then I'd done my last part of that was like eight months doing night shift in that job consistently, um. So when it hit like COVID times, they gave me like a full time job basically. So I actually thought I was rolling on it. See, so like my first full time wage, I, I was like
1: you getting it, even when you start, number the night shifts. I, I was like, this I'm is balling. fucking class, man. It's cause you couldn't spend any of it though, because it was during COVID and we are stuck know. in building jigsaws. <laughs> I literally. So what will I buy this week? <laughs> A new jigsaw? A new Lego set. <laughs> That's how it started. So, like Lego for you, so, so that
0: was my job. So, I uh, was doing that and then in the April I uh, started my business. So, I started Coach by Chloe. And for the four months, like, the start of that, I was doing both. So, I was working full-time night shift and trying to build a business at the oh, same wow. time. Like, literally going from a night shift to the gym, taking clients, like, coming home, sleeping, rinse and repeat. Um. So, then it got too much. So, then I was like, right, one needs to go. So, uh, like, put in my notice in for my other job. And ever since, I have been a full-time coach running my business and loving it.
1: So... That's where we're at now. Well, great. Like, see if you think of your journey has been fantastic. <laughs> it's very nice of you. Thanks. No, very it nice. has. Like where you started and then you know where you've ended up. Like, yeah, you could have ended up doing it, and that's the thing that I always find crazy when you listen to folks' career paths. Because you're like that very first choice that you made. Like, you literally could have been. You could have
0: anything. done anything. I know. Always, crazy, i always feel like i have been like very like driven and stuff i always like want more i always want to like chase the next thing i always want to like mm-hmm. it can be a detriment sometimes like because i don't just stop and like embrace the moment sometimes like i'm constantly like right what's next, what's next? like where am i going next like mm-hmm. what's the next step so um it's a curse and a blessing but yeah i wouldn't be where i am without starting my business and progressing to the place it's been and you were a massive factor in that as well because I moved in here and then the following year I started CBC and you were like helped as much as you possibly could so very appreciative to you as well. My family though I've literally get the best support network like you them they're always like the most encouraging my mum always says just do your best we'll always be proud so
1: yeah they're the best too. You're very welcome. I'm glad that I could be of, of assistance. Of assistance, and I'll, I'll always that. continue to yeah. support you and help you as much as I possibly can. But I just think, like looking back on where it all started to where it is now, like I think it's phenomenal, like how yeah. far you've came. I think you're a true you're inspiration.
0: I always look up to you as well. He's
1: be mm. cute because I'm taller. Than
0: you. <laughs> slightly not for any other reason. One inch. <laughs> that uh, one inch makes a difference. But yeah. No. Family is something we both massively value in success and ambition and Yep. Um humour, always hilarity. Oh, like yeah. I feel like we're both grown up with that in our houses. Like my dad is literally king of dad jokes. Mm-hmm. He's always hitting us and with my jokes. My dad's
1: like just wind up like so to be cheeky and
0: just like you then I yeah. so. so yeah, those are massively things that we value and now going into adulthood we very much
1: into adulthood. I've been there for about 25 years. I don't know, you're nearly retirement. <laughs>
0: I've been here end of life. <laughs> don't no, touch, wood. touch wood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a little bit more of an insight into us and where we kind of came from, where we're at now. Um, you kind of get to know us a little bit more in each episode, but that was just a wee bit of a deep dive into like where it all kind of started. So yeah, Hope you've took um something from that. I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing being Kimmy's old as fuck and I'm still just <laughs> a wee spring chicken. <laughs>
1: no, I think I think yeah. I think you can take loads from it. I think it's nice that you get to know a little bit more about me and Chloe because sometimes in the episodes we do take the piss and maybe we only scratch the surface about yeah. who we really are, like and how we've ended up here. Like do you know what I mean? Like most people listening would never have known that I was a cyber security engineer unless you stalked me. On social media already. But or like you, being a coach. Um, so it's nice to just give people that insight as to who we actually are
0: yeah defos Um, but we hope you enjoyed this episode as always like share it, feedback to us let us know your thoughts Um, share it on your socials it means a lot to us if you do it gets it out there even more so yeah thank you so much for tuning in this has been Two Dykes One Mic over and out see ya